Terry McLaurin has proven Jahan Dodson has the potential, but who else could be joining the receiver group to help out in 2024? That coming up on this wide receiver preview edition of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders and sign up today. From there, you'll get news analysis, one-on-one conversations with me via text message, no hashtags, no filters, no none of that stuff, just live text from me during press conferences, practices, games, events, and just randomly throughout the day. So make sure you get in on all that fun. Go to joinsubtext.com slash commanders to text me today. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate your continued support for the show. On today's episode, we are diving deep into the primary weapons. Whoever the quarterback for the Washington Commanders is going to be, he's going to need to find his wide receivers early, often, and all the time. Uh, Hopefully not as much as Sam Howell had to last year, but certainly uh, a significant amount of time. Regardless, the wide receiver position, we're going to dive deep into NFL draft prospects, free agent targets. But first, we got to start with who is on the roster in 2024 and who is not currently scheduled to be on the roster that was in 2023. And when we pull this up, currently scheduled to be on the 2024 roster for the Washington Commanders in the receiver room, Terry McLaurin, of course, the star captain uh, of the Washington Commanders. He's scheduled to be a $24.1 million cap hit this year, uh, carries a $29.3 million dead cap figure. That dead cap figure well, that salary cap, it rather is 12th most in the NFL uh, this season projected. Of course, new contracts could always push that number down, but currently scheduled to be the 12th highest cap hit of all receivers in the National Football League. Jahan Dotson entering his third season in the NFL uh, first round draft pick two years ago, the Washington commanders uh, he'll get paid against the salary cap, $4.1 million with a dead cap number of $8.89 million. And then Deami Brown right now is my projected third receiver for the Washington commanders, the, the underlying names uh, there, if you're on YouTube are the top three as, as I project them uh, to be today. Deami Brown counts for one and a half million against the cap and carries a dead cap figure of $238,000. Of course, backing them up or providing those that depth Dax Milne, who spent, you know, last season injured, unfortunately wasn't able to really build on anything that he was able to do. Davion Davis, Mitchell Tinsley, Bryson Tremaine, Casimir Allen, all practice squad guys, uh, from last year, some you know got a little bit of, of active time here and there, but for the most part, all those guys spending their entirety of the season on the practice squad. Casimir Allen, actually a recent addition to that list, uh, was signed by the Washington Commanders on Thursday, so he will be returning. But again, there are, there is no practice squad right now in the offseason, so all of these guys are technically scheduled to be on the active roster next season. However, some of them certainly will end up on the practice squad. Davion Dennis or Davis, Davion Davis, Bryson Tremaine. Uh, certainly guys that stand out there. Mitchell Tinsley could compete for a roster spot. Kaz Allen, we'll see how he has developed as a punt returner, most likely, or most importantly, a punt fielder, right? That was really where he had his struggles uh, last year during training camp in the preseason. Total on the roster right now projected, there's eight total active roster allotments. Typically, NFL teams like to carry six or seven into their active roster to start the season. So 
as of right now, again, all these guys would be on there. But, of course, they're not going to be the only receivers in the room uh, because the commanders are certainly going to add some players, could bring back some players currently scheduled to be 2024 free agents that were on the on the roster last year. Uh, Curtis Samuel is obviously the biggest name on that list, but also Jamison Crowder, Byron Pringle, both uh, all three of those guys, players who were on the active roster for the majority of last season, certainly contributed in their own ways. Uh, could be re-signed by this current coaching staff at some point during the offseason, uh, if not before the new league year starting in mid-March, uh, certainly during or after Jameson Crowder, Byron Pringle. Don't know how big their markets will, will be, uh, but certainly could draw some attention. But you figure those are kind of guys, if they need to, they can probably address one or both of those guys later on in the offseason. Don't have to really press to get that done. Curtis Samuel, however, is a guy that factors to probably get some opportunities. I mean, he's not going to be like the most sought-after receiver on the free agent market, but he does carry a skill set that's kind of unique uh, and teams will will enjoy it or will covet it. So certainly factors to be a guy that'll probably get some attention. Uh, currently, Track projects him to make uh, $34.6 million on his next contract over three years. That's $11.5 million annual average value, which lines up with Michael Gallup's contract uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, something important to note, Curtis Samuel's previous contract that he signed with the Washington Commanders carried void years. Now, what void years do, and I'm not going to get too, too deep into this, but essentially what void years are are additional years of bonus payouts uh, that a team can attach to a contract to lessen the cap hit per year on the active year. So let's say Curtis Samuel signs a three-year deal. The team can add up to uh, two more years of void years. So it can add up to five years total. So if it's a four-year deal, you can add one. If it's a one-year deal, you can add four, you know, so on and so forth. So let's say Curtis Samuel signs a three-year deal. Uh, they can tack on two void years. And what happens is that bonus payout that you hear about, you know, three years, X amount of dollars with a $50 million bonus, then instead of having to pay that $50 million bonus over three years of cap, uh, they would actually be able to spread it out over five. However, when the end of the contract comes, so at the end of that third year, if an extension is not met by a certain deadline, which this year has already passed, then those last two years of void years combine and become dead cap. So for the Washington Commanders, they had two years of void uh, they had two void years on Curtis Samuel's contract that expired this season. That deadline has already passed with so a $4.8 million that a, that they are, or that they have to account for in bonus payouts uh, in the next two years void years now comes due now as dead cap for 2024. So $4.8 million in dead cap space, not a significant hit, but just kind of a contractual uh, just factor, something that, you know, void years become a more and more popular tool for general managers and front offices to use as they try to manage their salary cap. So Curtis Samuel, I think, is probably the biggest target to potentially come back. Currently, in 2024, the Washington Commanders are projected to spend $33.55 million. Uh, that ranks them 13th in the NFL uh, in wide receiver spending alone. Uh, the lowest spending 2023 playoff team last year, uh, the Green Bay Packers, they were 31st in the NFL, paying their receivers $6.067 million total, while the most money spent on receivers by a playoff team last year uh, went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, $34.67 million dollars. Uh, that was number two in the NFL. Currently, the top projected wide receiver spender uh, this coming season is the Los Angeles Chargers, who are scheduled to pay over $74 million to their receiver room, uh, while the Atlanta Falcons are projected to spend just $8.5 million and are the lowest spending wide receiver room uh, in the NFL currently. And again, of course, all that stuff could change. Now, as far as cut candidates are concerned, you know, look, there's some guys certainly that could get cut from this roster, uh, depending on how the team feels about them. But I don't think now, there's any guys on here that are probably going to get cut before the beginning of the new league year. I just, you know, the, the cap savings aren't there. You know, Deami Brown could save the team about $1.3 million if they cut him. But I feel like he brings enough of a dynamic uh, to the team. And that's not enough of a savings to really go ahead and make that move. Same thing with Dax Milne. 
Uh, the team could save a little over a million dollars if they cut him. But again, you know, depending on his health now, if, if his health isn't right, then you could see the team reach an injury settlement with him, uh, and he and he goes elsewhere because of that. But as far as just straight up cuts uh, to to help the salary cap, I don't see any uh, coming. So if there are any cuts made, it's because they just don't see them as a fit for what they're going to do in their offense. So that's our starting point. That's what we're starting with the Washington Commanders wide receiver room in 2024. Now let's dive into the free agent pool to see where some of the other talent lies and who the Washington Commanders could target in the next phase of the NFL offseason. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things just a little bit further? Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Nissan. If you've ever wondered what adventure could be right around the corner, then our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventures to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives or great escapes. Class exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. So gone are the days of needing to connect your phone to your vehicle. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are all built right into your 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. But Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, which has rooms for room for up to eight people and expansive cargo capacity and advanced available 4x4 capability. It's got 284 horsepower, up to 6,000 pounds towing. So when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for being a Locked On Commanders, your first listen of the day every day. Every day, just make sure you come back Monday. We will have another mock draft, and I will be in or on my way to Indianapolis at the time uh, that I do that show. I haven't decided if I'm going to do it once we get there or before we leave, so we'll see. Uh, but mock drafts coming up on Monday. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Insiders, our command huddle, our, our insider exclusive mailbag bonus episode is going to be dropping on Saturday. Uh, so make sure you look out for that. If you want to get involved in that, of course, join subtext.com slash locked on commanders uh, to get in on the uh, the bonus content there uh, for the insiders only. And then, of course, you'll get texts from me throughout the NFL scouting combine. Not sure I'm going to do that. It's kind of hard for me to live text combine press conferences because I'm trying to pay attention, trying to record, trying to get questions in. But certainly we'll be doing uh, at least some summaries, if not some, you know, some periodic texts from the scouting combine. More to come from that. I do plan on being in the stadium as well during the drills so we can converse as the drills are going on. And what a really cool part about the insider program that I've, that I did not expect actually, but I've really learned or really come to, to thoroughly enjoy is that my insiders actually helped me out a lot because my insiders will come to me and say, Hey, on TV, they just said this. And that's amazing because, you know, in press boxes or in the stadium watching drills, like we're not, you know, we don't get the TV angle. We don't get to hear the broadcast, stuff like that. So it really adds an extra dimension. Sometimes a big play will happen and I'll text the insiders by, Hey, you know, da 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 looked like this happened. And then someone will say, hey, on the broadcast, they just said it looked like da-da-da happened. And sometimes we'll like pull up the clip or something. Just It's it's a really cool uh, interaction. So I'm actually gaining from the insiders as much as hopefully the insiders are gaining from me. But anyway, moving forward in our wide receiver position group offseason preview uh, here on Locked On Commanders. Free agent targets now. We're going to look at some free agent possibilities 
for the Washington Commanders to potentially target out there once free agency begins. And first off, we're going to start with the top three. According to Pro Football Focus, the top three free agent wide receivers coming up currently are T. Higgins of the Cincinnati Bengals, Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts, and Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, it is important to note that according to pretty much everybody, T. Higgins and Michael Pittman Jr. are both expected to be franchise tagged if they are not signed before uh, the, the the deadline to franchise tag players is. So most likely T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr. not actually going to hit the open market. But Mike Evans, on the other hand, uh, the team reportedly, as, as last we know, the Buccaneers and Mike Evans are far apart, quote unquote, on a new deal. And so it looks like Mike Evans may very well hit free agency. It sounds like to many people uh, in and around the Buccaneers organization that the Bucs actually want him to hit free agency, want him to go out there and see what he's worth on the NFL open market. And then essentially hoping that they'll that he'll let the Buccaneers match any deal he gets or, or or talk, you know, talk figures there. So essentially the Buccaneers saying, hey, dude, like we just don't think you're going to get what you think you're going to get on the open market. So go out there, look for it. And if you get it, fantastic. If you don't, though, let's come back and talk. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a risk. You know, if the, the Buccaneers could miss out on on keeping Mike Evans, certainly a franchise legend. And I mean, he has to be hands down the best free agent target for the Washington Commanders. This offseason, of course, a lot of people are going to wonder, would Mike Evans even come to Washington? Is he going to go ring chasing? Uh, he's from Galveston, Texas, which is right in the Houston area. Could he want to go back to Houston, play with C.J. Stroud and that team? Uh, certainly all possibilities. But at the same time, not a lot of people expect T.J. Watt to go to Arizona. Not a lot of people expected DeAndre Hopkins to go to Tennessee. So there are, there are examples of players going places. I mean, nobody expected Devonta Adams to force his way out of Green Bay to go to Las Vegas when Aaron Rodgers forced his way out to New York. So. There are a lot of possibilities out there. His projected contract for Mike Evans, four years, $95.34 million. That's a $23.8 million annual average value, which lines up with San Francisco 49ers receiver Debo Samuel. So that's about what spot track is projecting. You're going to have to pay him. His PFF free agent comp is Kenny Gall Galladay from 2021. And in 2021, with the New York Giants, Galladay signed a four-year, $72 million uh, contract, averaging $18 million annual average value per year. I don't believe that you're going to have the same problem with Mike Evans that the Giants end up having with Kenny Galladay. Mike Evans is six foot five, so easily the tallest receiver on the roster if he, if he were to sign with the Washington Commanders. And he's coming into this thing. He's a little bit older, but he's coming into this thing with 10 straight thousand yard receiving seasons to start his career. All 10 of his NFL years so far, he has received, he has caught thousand yards or more. That is an NFL record. The previous record was eight years, which he tied uh, which was held by Randy Moss. He tied that, broke that, and now he's extended it to a point where I don't know if we're ever going to see an NFL receiver have 10 straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons to start their career. Uh, he is the second player in history with 10 straight 1,000-yard receiver se- receiving seasons, period. Uh, with And then Jerry Rice is the only other one. Jerry Rice, of course, had 11. So if he does it this year, Mike Evans, uh, he'll tie that record and then look to break it in 2025. And certainly it would be great to see him do that uh, wearing burgundy. 80.2% on target catch percentage for Mike Evans in 2023. Uh, That's actually 90th out of 100 eligible receivers. He had an 8.7% drop rate in 2023, which was number 83 out of the top 100 uh, receivers and targets. So certainly not, you know, a perfect receiver by any means, but certainly very productive uh, anyway. Turns 31 in August. So the that's the best option. The acceptable option, a little bit younger, a little bit less proven, Darnell Mooney out of Chicago Bears. He's projected by SpotTrack to get a four-year deal worth $41.9 million. That's $10.4 million annual average value, which matches up with Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling of the Kansas City Chiefs. His PFF free agent comp is Emmanuel Sanders from 2014. In 2014, Sanders signed a three-year deal worth $15 million with the Denver Broncos. 
That's a $5 million deal, $5 million annual average value deal uh, back in 2014. Now it's 10 years later. So the inflation, it pretty much lines up uh, with what you're projecting Darnell Mooney to get. Mooney's a 5'11 deep slot type receiver. So Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin will be your outside primary guys. And then Mooney would primarily play out of the slot. His best year was in 2021, 81 catches, 1,055 yards. Uh, and I think that he would come in and compete for De'Ami Brown or compete with De'Ami Brown for that number three slot or at least give them, you know, kind of a three alpha, three Bravo where, you know, you have Terry and De'Ami on the field sometimes and, and Jahan moves in the slot or maybe Jahan and De'Ami out wide and Terry's in the slot. And then when you want Terry and Jahan out wide, you bring Darnell into the slot. So just kind of give them some scheme versatility. Uh, Darnell had a 51.7% on-target on catch rate, which was 95th out of 100, actually. But a lot of people attribute that to Justin Fields' inaccuracies. 4.8% drop rate was number 44 out of 100, so a better drop rate uh, percentage than what Mike Evans had. And he turns 27 in October. Now, the gamble here to me is Gabriel Davis, Gabe Davis, who is going to be leaving the Buffalo Bills. His projected contract is higher than Mooney's. 54.48 years on a four-year deal lines up with about what DeAndre Hopkins is getting on annual average value with the Titans. His PFF region comp is Devin Funches from 2019, who signed a $10 million deal for one year in 2019. Davis is six foot two. So again, would be the tallest receiver in the room. Uh, he has had six or more touchdowns in each of his four years. Uh, he's a vertical threat, one trick pony, really not considered to be a guy that's got a very extensive route tree. Uh, so that could be concerning 57% on Target catch rate is 56 out of 100. 5.6% uh, drop rate is 51st out of 100. Turns 25 in April. Uh, the biggest thing I got to be concerned with Gabriel Davis, guys, is that the Buffalo Bills uh, Buffalo Bills fans were pretty happy uh, to see Gabe Davis leaving. So uh, whenever an opposing fan base is happy to see a guy leaving, it kind of makes you uh, hesitate in targeting for the team that you cover, the team that you cheer on. Of course, the Chiefs had three of the top 100 drop rates in the NFL in 2023, some of the worst drop rates in the NFL in 2023 and ended up winning a Super Bowl. So everything is relative. Of course, free agency is not the only way for teams to add talent. So let's dive into targets from all three days at the upcoming NFL draft. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is sponsored by BetterHelp. And sometimes we all need the opportunity to get some things off of our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to us. And it's important that we let that out before it becomes a bigger problem, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life and doesn't have an opinion to force on you, but rather uh, an opinion to analyze and to help you build. We all have things that bother us more than they should. And once we come to that realization, it makes it possible to find the underlying issues leading to the emotions that outweigh the situations. In resiliency training, we call those icebergs, the motivators beneath the surface that are oftentimes bigger than what we see above the surface, even though the part above the surface is obviously more noticeable. Identifying those icebergs is incredibly important to your long-term mental health and resiliency. Most of us have bigger problems than what's going on with our favorite sports team. So if something about your favorite sports team is sending you over the edge, it might be time for you to get some things off your chest. It might be incredibly important for you to do so as well. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. So visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Wrapping up our 2024 wide receiver offseason preview episode here on Locked On Commanders. Uh, insiders are voting on which ones we're doing. We've done offensive line first. We did quarterback next. Now we're on receivers. I feel like defense is probably coming next. We'll see, though. Insiders get ready to vote on our next position preview. 
which will come up on our Tuesday episode. And of course, I'll also have notes and observations from the NFL scouting combine to share as well. Uh, Looking now at the NFL draft as it pertains to wide receivers and some prospects from every single day at the NFL draft coming up in April. And of course, we're going to start with the first round day one, and we're talking about a target at number two overall. Now, granted, obviously the commanders could, you know, pull a trade back and trade out in the number two spot. And by the time they come back on the board, maybe Marvin Harrison junior out of Ohio state is no longer available, but if they stick at number two and take a receiver, Marvin Harrison jr. Figures to be, the guy Marvin Harrison jr. Number two overall on the PFF big board and Daniel Jeremiah's top 50, uh, six foot four, 205 receiver. So again, automatically becomes the tallest receiver in the room. He is a wide receiver perimeter player. Not really a slot does have some slot experience, but he's not a slot guy specifically uh, third, most deep ball catches in NCAA football in 2023, 13 contested catches ranked him 16th in the nation. And you might hear 16 and think, wait, this is supposed to be the best dude in the country, but understand. That's 16 out of like thousands. You know what I mean? There are, there are a bunch of players uh, in NCAA football. So being number 16 is pretty darn high, uh, relatively speaking. Did have a 6.9% drop rate, which is 37th among 50 wide receivers with 100 plus targets. So that's a little bit higher than you like. But Marvin Harrison Jr. certainly uh, considered by most to be the top talent in the receiver group in the NFL draft this season. It'll be kind of a full circle moment for Terry McLaurin, who grew up idolizing Marvin Harrison of the Indianapolis Colts to then become a teammate of Marvin Harrison Jr. So it'd be very interesting uh, to see that happen. Day two targets. Uh, looking at the second round, one, one in the second round, one in the third round. Uh, the one in the second round I'm going to take out of the group here is Roman Wilson out of Michigan. And of course there are multiple guys that are going to be available day two. So maybe you have your favorites, but Roman Wilson is someone who's intriguing uh, number 50 in the PFF ranking six foot tall, 192 pound slot receiver had t- 12 deep catches in the 2023 uh, college football season, 15.9 yards per catch out of the slot is really good. Uh, does have some kick return experience, not a lot, but does have some and could be looked at to do that there for the Washington commanders had a 1.9% drop rate, which is really good. Number 19, among 200 wide receivers in college football last year that had at least 50 targets. So certainly a very good drop rate or very low drop rate for Roman Wilson there. Our other day two target in the third round is an interesting prospect. Johnny Wilson out of Florida State. He's currently PFS number 71 ranked player overall. Six foot seven, 237 pounds. Wide receiver. I mean, you might look at making him a tight end. You know what I mean? Like they're basically you're just going to try to get him in space and, and try to do some things to take advantage of that size uh, zero drop or uh, I'm sorry, 16.1% drop rate was the highest drop rate among wide receivers with 50 plus targets. And that's kind of what draws him down because again, uh, as a wide receiver, your, your first job is catch the ball, right? But you can't, I mean, you see a six foot seven guy, man. I mean, he's just, he's intriguing. I'm not saying the commanders are going to draft him, but he is certainly an intriguing prospect. Uh, to look at here this draft season. Day three targets, uh, Marcus Rosemeese, Jack Saint out of Georgia, uh, currently number 140 on the PFF board, six foot two, 195 pound wide receiver, no drops on 45 targets in 2023. Uh, did have seven deep catches and seven contested catches. And of course, Luke McCaffrey out of Rice, not just because of the uh, the name, obviously you recognize that name. Christian McCaffrey is, is his brother, uh, but Luke McCaffrey talented on his own 175 on the PFF board, six foot, 295 pound slot receiver, uh, had 10 deep catches, 12 screen catches, 17 contested catches that 17 contested catch number second most in all of college football in 2023. So interesting prospect there on day three. And that wraps up our wide receiver offseason preview episode here of the Locked On Commanders. That heads us into the weekend. We will come back on Monday 
uh, we'll, with another mock draft Monday episode. We will look at how we're going to execute that. And of course, we'll have some insider mocks and we'll look at an expert mocks at mock as well. And I will either be on my way or in Indianapolis when I execute that episode. We'll see. In the meantime, if you got questions or comments, throw them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly by becoming a lock insider at joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. Don't forget to check out Locked On Sports Today, the first ever 24-7 live streaming sports channel on YouTube. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every day, thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day.